wonton soup. Wonton soup. Have you ever eaten pussy that tastes like wonton soup? Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, here we are. The 23rd episode of The Intoxicated Intellects. And sitting with me is... I don't know what we'll you're We'll just rapping. go by Alex right now. Okay, Alex. Oh, I think we can come up with your rap name right here on the spot if you want to. All right, let's do it. We're going to use the ones that Tyler has chose not to keep. <laughs> All right. So All right. What, do you, what do you think of Adolf Drippler? <laughs> um, maybe if it was like Adolfo, like in Spanish, Adolfo. <laughs> Adolfo Hitler. No, Drippler. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Never mind. No, but I think that's got a ring to it, too. Connor, go ahead and cut that. <laughs> Do you two hate the Jews? Um, no comment. <laughs> All right. Well, he, he also wanted Young Hentai, but I saw that one was taken. Let's get this podcast started. All right, so we're drinking an Anderson Valley uh, Briny Melon Gose. Gose. Joe's. So refreshing. Let me try it. Tastes a little bit like like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. This is actually pretty good. It's 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 solid. Anderson Valley makes like really solid sours, and they're like not too expensive either. You know what? And the aftertaste isn't that bad. This, this actually goes down smooth. Hold on. Yeah, right, let me let me take another sip. <laughs> I need you guys to hear this. I hope you grew up with balls <sighs> like that later. <laughs> Don't right, tempt man. me with a good time. All right, man. So the last time you were on, I asked if squirt was pee. So like along the same <laughs> lines, uh, my first question for you is, are all men squirters? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't know because I haven't been pissed on yet. <laughs> so Emphasis on yet? Um, emphasis on yet, yeah. Um, nah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Until this podcast is over. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'll show you a real squirter. <laughs> um, yeah, I think all men are squirters. We all squirt. You, you don't think there's any creamers amongst us? Oh God. <laughs> um, I, I think it it applies like, you know how they say like one in every seven women are squirters or like they're like it, it, the white. Oh, is it? No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to say it, it's flipped. One in every seven women are squirters. So for men, one in every seven is a creamer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely flipped. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a squirter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you're letting out all all your dirty laundry on this. I, I gotta let everybody know I'm an open book. You, you guys want squirting? What's up? You want to talk to me? You'll get shot in the face, but not with a gun. Hey, hey, hey! You talking about water guns? I'm talking about the real squirter out here. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, speaking of guns, uh, what's your position on gun control? Oof, that's a touchy subject, especially with um, the recent uh shooting i want to say i listen i've always been pro a2 but if everybody can't have guns then nobody should have guns it's either it's either you can we can all protect ourselves from deranged maniacs or 
nobody has a gun and nobody has access to shootings, you know? I'm 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 kind of flip-flop on it. Cuz I 100% don't believe in banning guns. Mm. Because in order to ban the gun to ban all guns, you have to have faith in your government. That's who I I can't which I do not at all. Yeah, me neither. And, um I had a I had a conversation with someone the other day and they said, Well, what about banning assault rifles? And while that's a very solid point, it again goes to how much do you trust your government? Because if they have assault rifles, but we don't, the amendment was made to where we can't be like held down by our government. And I I don't feel comfortable with the government having the power that we have. But I do have a solution to an extent. Mm, let's hear it. My thought process is having stricter gun laws to where most states are similar to California. And California is not perfect by any means, but California does have less mass shootings in terms of like per number than like the states like Texas, the states like Connecticut, like a lot of those states. So if we had something national like that where they're, it's, it's harder to get them, I feel like it would probably turn down these mass shootings, but like completely banning them. If somebody wants to shoot up a school, I feel like they're not just going to stop at, Oh, I couldn't get it on my first try. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, it's very controversial, very touchy. Um, I kind of, kind of agree with you on that, uh, on the maybe don't ban them, but just have stricter gun laws. I feel like anybody under like 25 shouldn't even have a gun because, dude, you can't even rent a car until you're like 25. That's a very good point. And especially anyone under 21 should not have access to a gun if you can't fucking drink. Well, actually, dude. that's a, that's another fucking thing. If, <laughs> if you're drinking, you probably don't need a gun. But yeah, like, nah. it's, I don't know, it's very flip-flop. And I think there's a lot of loopholes that a lot of gun shops will still provide guns for people regardless. And it's, it's a very touchy subject, but I think banning all guns isn't an option and then leaving things the way it is obviously isn't working either. Yeah. We need change like, like as of yesterday, but um, honestly that, that just requires people to like go out and protest and you got, you, you really got to bother these fucking politicians to even do something. Cause I feel like politics is kind of like, a bullying sport, even though, you know, people will just be like, Oh, it's just desk and paper and shit like that. But like, you really have to like bully politicians to keep their promises, make changes because I mean, really, we're just like hiring these dudes, giving our taxes and paying them with them with the taxes, right. To basically make laws and change shit that we don't like as a people, we should have more power, but we don't, and sadly, that's where these shootings happen. So, and, and a lot of what we have to do is start getting these old fucks out of here. Mm. We are a younger and newer generation. Why the fuck are we having all these old, dementia, gray-haired, <laughs> fucking wrinkly, titty-ass motherfuckers in office? I think the cap should be at 60. Anybody above 60 is already, like, too old. And that that's 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 generous. Like, yeah. I'd I'd even put a cap well, I, on like fifty. I think sixty five is a decent number. So it, I think we sh our majority hire should be between forty and fifty, and then let these people have a career in that path, like for that entirety. But like when you, 
when you get people like Joe Biden who can't oh fucking comprehend a fucking sentence. Yeah, honestly, when people said like the lesser of two evils, I kind of meant more of like Bernie Sanders. Like Joe Biden was not even my fucking like and I would just be honest, I didn't even vote for him. I was like, dude, I don't even know who to fucking vote for. And I honestly, like, that whole election was trash. And I, I didn't vote this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and people are going to be like, oh, you're wasting your vote. Like, we're in, dude. We're in California. The presidential vote has zero impact in our state. Yeah. So our impact is on everything else. The fucking <laughs> the different bills being passed, fucking governor and Senate, like, Congress people, all of that matters. Presidential vote does not, because even even this election, I think Joe Biden won fucking California by like sixty eight percent to. Sorry, I can't do math right now. What's thirty two percent? Something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of Californians that think that the state should be red, which is kind of like it's dumb as fuck because what they want is like lower gas prices and obviously i want that shit too but like they're they're like claiming oh less taxes on this less taxes on that and i believe that because we get heavily taxed we're probably the highest tax besides like new york and shit right but i think keeping california democratic or at least blue right um brings a lot more openness to to people uh this is basically like they're there are some cities in California are sanctuary cities that that wouldn't happen under a Republican. And like, I'm not saying I'm like Democrat or anything. I kind of just vote for the better person, not for the better party, because there is yeah, no better yeah. party. Um, it's just honestly, like I've seen more progress from Democrats than from Republicans. But if Republicans started doing shit that Democrats are doing without being like, oh, well, we need to help the rich and like, we need to give tax breaks and all that. Like, okay, but we're, you know, the people in the lower class aren't getting help from that. You're helping your friends. Those friends are helping their friends and so on and so forth. But it doesn't really reach the bottom to the, you know, communities of color. Like, yeah. well, I don't see that shit in my community. And even with Democrats, we don't see that shit in our community either. Like, the only thing that, that Democrats have done for California is, uh, They've given driver's licenses to uh, immigrants. And, you know, I, I can say that's a good thing because you don't want immigrants who've been here for 10, 20 years to just be driving around with no licenses. And I think that that's that's a little progress. It's not where I want it to be, but it's a little progress, you know. And then, and then every time you're driving around, you have to fear that you get the one fucker who's having a slow day. Yeah, and it, it's just like yeah. it, it causes less problems for for California and for cops and for immigrants to, you know, for them to just have licenses. It's a lot better. Yeah, but um, I, yeah, I, I liked what you said about the whole voting with your heart and not with the two party system thing because I think a big problem that's happened that well maybe this is just our youth, but I've noticed it since like the Trump versus Hillary thing is right, that right. The parties have been so, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what you want. Mm. That it turns into, it's my side or you're fucking wrong. It's never about like the better of the people. It's never about, well, let's make this a better country. It's always these damn Republicans, these damn Democrats. And <laughs> right. it's, it's 
always one side of the wall or the other. Why the fuck is there kind of like a middle lane of, oh, there's some negotiation we can have here? Yeah, I mean, Absol, you know Absol, right, from TDE? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it best um, in Absol's outro from uh, Kendrick Lamar's section, section 80. He said, vote for the better man. And, and that, that still rings true to this day. I mean, when you go vote, people forget that there's different parties who actually push, um, like, you know, legal, legalization of weed, like, federally, right? There's there's candidates who actually, like, want, you know, less, um, less crime by decriminalizing all drugs. There's candidates who actually want progress in this country besides, like, you know, some of the well-known Democrats like Bernie Sanders, right? Like people were like, oh, Bernie or even the Yang gang, you, you know, Yang. <laughs> the People were like, oh, yeah, like $1,000 universal income, blah, blah, blah. But like it's got to come from somewhere. My my point being is there, there's better people out there than just, oh, you know, we recycled. Yeah, than, than the same recycled fuckers that, that stay in office. And it's like. People only vote for them because they got some some type of clout or just because like, you know, the like I feel like people don't even think anymore. They're just like, oh, yeah, I vote for him because he's kind of cool. Like, you know, shit like this and shit like that. It's like, bro, like, come on. Like, what are you thinking about? Because, yeah. you know, four four years down the line is like it's four years and they're going to come. But you're going to fucking live through them and you're going to feel everything that these fuckers are like putting in place. And yeah. I don't know. People are just thinking with like, not even with their heart, not even with their head. They're just they're not thinking even fucking their, thinking with with their party. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, or yeah. Think it, there's also like this public perception thing of like, oh my god, if people think I vote this way, then everyone's gonna think I'm a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> or maybe, maybe that's a California thing. <laughs> it, it might be. You know what? Um, I, I have friends who voted for Trump. And that didn't really like destroy our relationship, but it was it was kind of like it was like well he did say a couple shits that that kind of you know offended my community and yeah, like yeah. obviously I, I'm not I'm not one of those um, I'm part of this minority group uh, and you know Latinos are very much a minority here in in the U S but uh, we're not we're not super like attacked. We're not, and you know, we, we do have our stereotypes. We do have like all this, like preconceptions of us. Right. Um, but I feel like we're not as targeted as like black people. I feel like black people yeah. got it worse and I can't really speak for them cause it's not my community, but I think we need to do better for the communities that are here that are trying to live the american dream that are trying to like push forward that are trying to like better themselves and you know they say that america is like the land of opportunities but we have yet to see these opportunities it's either you you side with somebody and you side with a certain party and try to like assimilate as much as you can to like be perceived as like this type of person or you go the complete opposite way follow your culture and try to follow your dreams and then get your toes stepped on on the way there so yeah dude it's it, it's hard like in the words of vince staple the land of the free if you don't look like me <laughs> yeah basically but um yeah man that's that's politics that's race that's i feel like i feel like a lot of these artists like 
I feel like Kendrick touches a lot on on that, and yeah. I might mention him a lot a lot about Kendrick because he just dropped. But the, well, I was gonna do something next, but I think that's a good jumping point. What do you think of Kendrick Lamar's new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers? I I think this is his. This is a really good album. I'm not gonna say it's his best work, but it's 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 a really good album. It, it's very what? emotional, very in depth with what what his heart has been trying to like say for the past couple of years. What would you give the album out of 10? A 9.5. I think it's up okay. there. I'll be honest. I was underwhelmed. You were I, underwhelmed. I gave it a 7.5 to eight somewhere in between there, but I do want to throw this out there. Kendrick is one of those or one of those artists where I typically have too high expectations going in. Mm. So it's, I'm going to have to listen to the album more and more and see if it grows on me because I didn't like the Pimp of Butterfly when it first came out. You know what? Me neither. I, I low-key kind of thought that it was his worst piece of like work, but upon like re-listen and re-listen and re-listen, I think it's probably my favorite album of all time besides like Good Kid, Mad City. Well, because like Good Kid, Mad City was such fucking... It was... It was so fucking good because it had the bangers, it had the storytelling, it had the cohesion. So when I heard this, and it was just jazzy and kind of, ed- or not edgy, but very experimental for its time. And or I shouldn't even say for its time because to be honest, it has like a lot of old school roots. And yeah. but like it wasn't what I wanted to hear, so I did not enjoy it until like a year later. And then I kept going back to it, and I'm like, oh. And then, and then I start getting into Thundercat. So you start hearing Thundercat <laughs> on the bass, and you go, "Oh my fucking god, that bass line!" Yeah. Like, and just each listen gets better and better. So that's what I'm thinking will probably happen with this album too. It was I just haven't fully enjoyed it, and it wasn't what I was expecting. Mm, that that you know, to pimp a butterfly is really like, if you think about it, it's kind of like his. And I'm, I'm gonna just compare it because it, it's kind of like Jesus. And everybody, everybody well, has. Go with that comparison. Well, because uh, you think about it, uh, and I'm gonna go between Kanye and Kendrick, but there's a lot of similarities between Kendrick and Kanye. The, uh, Kendrick mentions Kanye multiple times on like, like, in between albums, and I think that's one of his inspirations because on the Good Kid, Mad City, you can hear certain lines that you pick up from the College Dropout on. You know, on Good Kid, Mad City. To Pimp a Butterfly, um, he mentions Kanye as him, him and uh, him and Kendrick being Gemini's. So he 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 definitely has like that influence. But back to this album, um, To Pimp a Butterfly was very experimental. It, it was like you heard Section Eighty, you heard, um, you know, uh, what was it overly dedicated or o- overly OD? dedicated was his uh, mixtape prior to Section Eighty. And I, I still think that that's that's a very good album. Um, the, he's never given like an exact copy of his last album, and he's never given like you know similar um, songs in in all of his albums. They're all different in you know every shape and form. But that that's what the best do because Tyler the Creator does the same exact thing. Kanye does the same exact thing. Which, which is why I was going with the Yeezus thing because um, his, his Yeezus was. Um, to pimp a butterfly not it wasn't very well taken by some some people and then with time people were like well this is the greatest album of all time blah 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 and it's like 
where was this where was this you know uh where was this accolades back then and it's like no nobody said the pimple butterfly was bad but nobody thought it was great and then it aged better but i don't or maybe this is my personal but i think a lot of people it's 50 50 still 50 50 people either love or hate eases i'm on the hate side Really? I don't hate it, but it's a 6 out of 10 in my eyes. Because there's like three fantastic songs, and then the rest is skips. I would consider Yeezus, the closest thing I can think of is Cherry Bomb, where it's a switching it, it, it's a switching point in the artist's career, and it's so... It's advanced for its time, and it's also very controversial between the fan bases. Yeah, because if you compare... Yeezus to graduation or even to like you know my um my dark twisted fantasy it's see, nothing alike see my twisted dark fantasy is what i'd compare to pimpa butterfly to because even that wasn't that greatly recepted at first but it's grown to be when everyone talks about the greatest albums of the 2010s mm-hmm. or i mean well the fuck what would you consider that era since that was like 2009 wasn't it was, or it, was it 2010 i think it dropped in 2010 but it, but everyone talks about my dark twisted fantasy to pimp a butterfly, good kid, mad city, and there's some people that throw in like J Cole's uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, but like those are all like the pinnacles. And that, that Jesus is one of those albums where I think it's either loved or hated, but nobody hates to pimp a butterfly. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I love that album. Um, I just checked right now. Uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is 2010. Okay, so, so, so it is the 2010s, yeah. 2010s, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a very, very good album. I didn't, I didn't um, know about it. Uh, I started at graduation, and then I hopped on G, uh, Yeezus. I, I didn't even know this album was out. Honestly, I wasn't that big of a fan back then. And then, then he came out with the Life of Pablo. Then I became a fan. And then I had to go back to his old shit to understand his new shit because I was like, why is he like this? Like, what the fuck made him like this, right? So I'm going back and I'm thinking, wow, this is really good. Why why doesn't he do shit like this from his past? But that's the same thing they told Tyler. They were like, why don't you go back to your old shit, right? Yeah. And honestly, I appreciate Tyler's um, uh, progress throughout time. Like, he went from very edgy teen type shit to basically being like the number one alternative rap artist in in his you know generation you you can you can even say this dude is very like um versatile when it comes to his uh, his genres like it's still rap but it's like it's like a subsection of rap you know because igor is a concept album of like you know breakup and you know love and shit i don't think people would consider that rap but it is rap i mean it, it's well, the same he, with he 808s doesn't, he doesn't consider it rap he doesn't see that's the thing because people back in um i forgot what year uh um 808s dropped i think it was either 2008 or 2007 i think it was 2008 let's go it, with 2008 it, it, it was the one right before my dark twisted fantasy yeah, so that album wasn't even perceived as rap. It was perceived as basically like pop or like R and B. Like it, it was like it wasn't even like remotely close to rap, right? The critics were like, "This ain't rap. This is fucking pop," and people were like, "This ain't rap. This is R and B." 
but like you look back now and it's like it's definitely a rap album even though he he didn't rap his ass off like this isn't fucking this isn't um jay-z you know giving us an album and you expect rap no this was fucking 808s and you knew it was a heartbreak album and that's that's how i perceive igor is it's not a pop album it's not r&b it's a rap album and people just aren't catching up to it because they're giving them the same treatment they gave kanye back in his day when they were like no this is an r&b album this is a pop album and now you look back at it you look you look up well, without 808s, you don't have Drake. <laughs> true, true. And matter of fact, Kendrick kind of paved the way for, or my bad, Kanye paved the way for Drake to come out with his um, women songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to put it that way, but he Drake has girl oh, songs, wait. like songs meant for girls, right? That That's what Drake's known for. I besides- think we can say Ja Rule started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, fuck what Jaw Rule thinks. <laughs> Ain't nobody give a fuck what Jaw Rule thinks. Man, Dave Chappelle's a fucking goat, man. Um, <laughs> fuck that, dude. Um, yeah, I'm talking about Jaw Rule because he came out with the Fire Festival, man. What a fucking failure. But, I mean, you kind of got to grow from failure anyway, so. It's, well, he's had a lot of failure in his life. We won't talk about 50 Cent and Eminem, though. Uh, we'll jump in. <laughs> To the next thing I got in store for us, it's a it's a staple here. Ass or gas? Oh shit, I'm ready. So I'm gonna read you off some lyrics, and you have to tell me whether these are ass or whether they are gas. I'm ready. Let's get it. Since we were just talking about Kendrick, I will have to pull a line from Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Oh, if it's from Purple Hearts, it listen. <laughs> it ain't I- love if you gonna judge me for my past. No, it ain't love if you never eat my ass. That's gas. <laughs> but I know that's from Purple Hearts, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! I, listen, I, that album that album is is really good. I gave it a nine point five. But that that's the one and only song I didn't like. I felt like that was the one song for for like women. Like you know how like <laughs> you know how they have like that, that, that one was song. Summer Walker too. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just like, come on, dude. Like, you don't have to do that. All right. On to the next one. To fall in love is like an orgasm because you'll never know if your girl fake it. Ass. Ass? Can can you repeat that? (laughs) To fall in love is like an orgasm because you'll never know if your girl fake it. It's very deep. But I was I'll, just about to say it's deep for a fucking line about orgasms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? I changed my mind. It's gas. Because now thinking about it, because I, I had to hear it a second time. Yeah. It's, it's like, wait, wait, wait. Fake it. Ooh. Orgasm? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual and deep. Both I, of my favorites. It's funny because like, I'll just be listening to music on my way to work, and if I hear a line... I'll just like type it in. I don't remember what fucking song that's from. It's a Mac Miller quote, but I think it's from Faces. Is it? Yeah. Dude, I've been recently started listening to Faces and I think I think it tops Macadelic. It, it's it's by far his best mixtape. Alright, on to the next one. I can't have everything wrapped, so bear with me while I while I recite this country. 
But down here, I feel a list of what I like. Eating tater tots and pussy. Sucking Mountain Dew and tits. Kicked my grandpa in his nutsack. Then sucked my boss's dick. Fucked my cousin in her asshole before I finish on her tits. Then I shoot my neighbor's cat. I love that redneck shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Is that a hell of a bar. <laughs> that that was that was a lot. I want to say that's gas because, <laughs> dude, honestly, I thought that uh, Lil Nas X part uh, in uh, what was it Old Town Road where he says, um, "I cheated on my baby," nah, 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 right? I, yeah. Dude, I thought that part was gas. I was like, "Oh fuck," Le- uh, lean on my blast, something like that, bro. Lil Nas X talked about adultery in that song. We should not talk about it. It's not safe for the kids. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't realize this was PG-13. No. Fuck. Well, well, what's fucking hilarious to me is Lil Nas X was calling out because uh, so many people were pissed when he dropped Montero after Old Town Road. Yeah. And he was like, dude, go listen to fucking Old Town Road. It's not a song for kids your kids just like it (laughs) dude there was a lot of there was a time when i was in school when we were just listening to fucking like big sean's ass 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 ass, ass. or (laughs) no you like the way i flick my tongue or no oh (laughs) you ride my face until you drip and come dude (laughs) i got yelled at for playing that song in the car with my mom (laughs) are you kidding me Dude, I, I remember that song uh, with Lil Wayne and Jeremiah uh, came out all the time. I still listen to it to this day. I don't remember that one. Yeah, uh, Early in the morning when I'm thinking about you. And then that he's sounds like, familiar. And then Lil Wayne's all like, put, put, put pussy for breakfast. That's how I start <laughs> my day. My dick is a pet. It's written all over her face. My th- yeah, She got that junk in the trunk. You know, I like junk food. <laughs> Dude, that song goes, but I was listening to that. Like, I didn't have headphones back then. I was kind of broke. So I just listened to it on the speaker on my way to school. And I'm pretty sure some people, like, no, but they, I mean, what are you going to say to a teenager? You turn that shit down. I'll turn it up. You know, I was like 11 years old and my mom told me I could pick a new ringtone for my phone. Wait, I was younger than 11. I had a flip phone. Uh, I think I was in third grade. Anyways, my mom said I could pick a new ringtone for my phone. And when I pick a ringtone for my phone, it's something I can sit there and listen to. Like it, <laughs> it, that, that was my way of like listening to music. And I told her I was going to pick one song. I forget what it was, but it was like, it was a song that kids could listen to. And instead, I had picked the song Addicted. Have you ever heard that song? Uh-uh. What is it? So I had heard it on the radio quite a few times. And so when I went to go buy like, my ringtone, I saw that it was like number one on the list. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get it. But the song goes, I'm so addicted to all the things you do when you roll around with me. And between the sheets and all the sounds you make. That was <laughs> your ringtone? What that the was fuck? my ringtone as like a third grader. <laughs> what the fuck? I had no idea what the fuck the song was about. I just knew, damn, this shit slaps. And now it's on my sex playlist. Can we have a round of applause for how I've come full circle? Dude, I can't believe you had a phone at, on thir- in third grade. I had split parents. That's how I could talk to them. Ah, But so. I, had, I had the flip phone with no camera. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
to, to make things better. All right. Um, I had Most a flip people phone. thought it was a drug dealer. And they were like, yo, where's your pager, dude? Like, <laughs> sorry, my <laughs> the fucking, um, I'm not even sure if pagers had a uh, noise. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm not right? that old. <laughs> I know, but like, you're talking about being a drug dealer. Drug dealers had the pagers. That's how they got in communication. No, I don't think at that time. I, I think everybody had the burner, the track phones that you could buy at 7-Eleven for 20 bucks. Dude, it was a great time back then to be a drug dealer. <laughs> now you use drug dealing to pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, it's not legal. I mean, I mean, it's it's now legal. You can be a legal drug dealer. Really? called a pharmacist anyways <laughs> oh shit i didn't see that one coming all right into the next one why are you calling home complaining because your baby mama slept with me i feel like gonna when my bitch squirt let me drink it that ain't pee it is most definitely pee so i'm, I'm gonna say ass that's fucking gas the way he he, he brought gunna in it because you know gonna be pushing pee oh shit i didn't even catch that um, that word plays on a thousand. You know what? In in this in this age of uh, in this age of change that I'm in, I think it's I think it's gas. Now now upon hearing that that, <laughs> <laughs> but squirt is p. <laughs> you know what? That was the conclusion you had last fucking episode too. Yeah, I, it's good to know that your mindset has not changed. It ha- you know what? You're staying true to your character. That's the only thing I'm stubborn on. Squirt is pee. <laughs> You're like, I'm a, I'm a pretty reasonable man, but not when it comes to that subject. I will rather stock up on my guns, drink my beer and my Ford Wrangler, and shoot people than to say squirt is not pay. No, I'm fine. <laughs> You're going to fuck your cousin or asshole and finish on her tits before you say it's pee? I already did. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. Shout out Brad Paisley. Shout out Jimmy Jones. Shout out Jimmy Allen. Shout, Shout out, out Papa Jones. Papa Jones. Shout out Kurt Cobain. <laughs> wait, is he still alive? Wait, wait, wait. This reminded me. So Papa John said he had to see like somebody to take the n-word out of his vocabulary oh god is there any word in your head that you think you would have to go see a professional to get the word taken out of your head to where you can't use it in your vocabulary dude if it's one word that i use damn near almost every day is bitch and that's like i i started in second grade and i just never stopped so Damn, I, in second grade you had to get these bitches in check. <laughs> man were you butters from south park uh, and you should be making some real real money bitch you remember That's uh, my bottom bitch you remember that episode <laughs> i just watched it the other day hey wendy hey wendy you can make you could be making some serious cash bitch <laughs> but stop talking about my girlfriend like that and then he gives a hundred dollars to uh Craig. He's like, Craig, if uh Stan comes near me, uh kick his ass. He's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and then he starts talking to Bebe. Oh my god. That that's by far my favorite episode. That's one of my favorite episodes. Do you know what I mean? I'm saying? Do you know oh. what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I am saying? 
<laughs> By far my favorite episode. That's a good one. All right. In, in, into the next lyrics. Got a couple abortions now that pussy a haunted house. That's gas. That's gas. <laughs> Do you know who said it too? No, I don't. It's a JID line. Really? From <laughs> what song? I don't I don't remember the song. I know it's off DiCaprio too though. The uh you know his uh recent single with uh Twenty One Savage is really in that that shit goes hard. I that shit's fire. Twenty one Savage's flow on that is fucking fire, dude. I, I I legit had to like rewind like three times to fucking like get like I was like, this is so good. And Twenty One Savage does not miss on features. Honestly, he doesn't, and he kind of reminds me of Lil Baby in the sense that Lil Baby got a feature from Drake one time on uh what, what was it called yes indeed yeah and he never fell off after that and i yeah. think that's probably the best that's the best way you would want to go about a drake feature i forgot who who fell off after uh after one drake feature i think it was uh, uh, the yb block boy guy uh block boy uh jb no yeah 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 block boy jb yeah honestly like if if you get a drake feature this is your fucking time to like ramp up on music yeah. like i don't care if you have to fucking sell your kidney to get more studio time you gotta fucking go dude yeah because at this point it's like you're, well, it's a wasted opportunity all the people that you would say are kind of like next up in the game are ones that are getting them drake features and drake's a smart man he he knows to flock to the people who are coming up before they true like kind of like jack and jack harlow even though his album was ass. churchill downs is a slapper though that one slaps. The one with Wayne slaps, and I, I don't think first... I heard the one play. That, the, the, that the, the opening track was pretty good, and I think I like the song with uh, Justin Timberlake too. I think he already has two Lil Wayne features, man. The one with What's oh, Poppin' yeah. remix, and oh this, yeah, 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 yeah this, and that that's actually his best song. The one with um, the baby, uh, Lil Wayne, and uh, uh, Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez, even though everybody hates him. Um, and I have no idea why. I think he got cleared off of those charges, right? I no, it's still ongoing. But there was like an internet rumor that the doctor came out and said that it wasn't a bullet. I, I'm I'm not positive, but uh, it, it was back and forth on the internet. Some people saying that a doctor couldn't classify or couldn't release that information on a classified trial. So right, right. I, 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 I don't know if it's true or not. All I know is, is that both Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez handled the press on that fucking horribly. Oh, my God, man. And, and people were siding with Meg Thee Stallion for a while. And I, I think it yeah, should I, still I, be I, that I way. It, well, to be honest with you, a big point of it was the fact that Tory Lanez went and made a fucking album about it. If He's he didn't, fucking stupid, man. <laughs> I think I, he was I, just trying to get like, that, that, oh, all any press is good press type shit. And it's, it's like it, it was fucking stupid. I know. All right, but anyways, I got I got one last one for you. You ready for it? Yep. I ain't mad the towers fell. I'm mad the coke price went up and this crack won't sell. That's gas. It's fucking fire, man. That's gas. <laughs> that that's definitely gas. Who's to say there wasn't any gas jet fuel inside the towers? No, I'm playing. <laughs> you know how they uh somehow someone was saying that um when they were in the uh, when they were recording the the towers uh, on the second plane, you can see the 
the uh, fucking the building explode like couple seconds before the plane crashes, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. But wait, so so do you believe that conspiracy of nine eleven being a plan attacked by the American government? You know what? I think it is. Uh, I do not have any information on Hillary's arrest, but <laughs> I don't want to get killed off. Um, okay. I, I don't know if they were behind it, but I can tell you what George W. Bush fucking capitalized on that situation. Because if it wasn't for 9-11, he doesn't get reelected. True. True. So I'm, I'm not going to be at the forefront of that conspiracy because I've done no research on it whatsoever. Other hmm. than I know it's very funny to say Bush did 9-11. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I could say the same. The war crimes that proceeded afterwards are not as funny, though. So, Fuck like, George Bush. He doesn't care about black people. <laughs> that is one of my fucking favorite videos. Mike Myers' face. <laughs> he just looks at Kanye like, motherfucker, why would you say that? Like, <laughs> He was like... No, he, he was in utter shock. He literally like turns to the side and went, Bitch, do you know we're getting paid? <laughs> oh my god, dude. And that was one of Kanye's best fucking lines. Uh, uh, his best, actually, he has two good lines. Uh, the first one is because look at Gaga, <laughs> she's the creative director of Polaroid. I like some of the Gaga songs. What the fuck does what she know she about know cameras? About cameras? <laughs> <laughs> and the second one is uh, how sway. How you ain't got the answers, man? You ain't got the answers. You you ain't got the answers. But oh, I've done it. The on game this. fucking sampled that in his diss of Meek Mill. That was so fucking hard. I haven't heard that. As soon as this podcast ends, hold on. Well, yeah, because I noticed every single time I say when this podcast ends, I never follow through no, with it. <laughs> you're gonna write it down. I'm gonna write it. Down. All right, let's get that on paper. I gotta make sure it's uh, legit. Because, yeah, sometimes I, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'd be forgetting. Oh, I have a horrible memory and I get drunk on this podcast. It's a horrible mixture. All right. But any, anyways, we're going to lead into the next segment. Uh, this is a popular one. It's called over or underrated. So okay. I'm going to give you a topic. You have three seconds to rate whether it's over or underrated. If you get it wrong, you have to chug your beer. All right. <laughs> uh, due to us minimizing the amount of alcohol you consume tonight. We'll do a quarter chug per one that it takes. My thing's still yeah. kind of full, so. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully you can you can rate these things properly. And also, if you say it's properly rated, that you means got a chug. chug. All right. And if I feel like you're unsure, I may ask you to explain. All right. Over or underrated, J. Cole. Underrated. Explain. Dude, I feel like he's been, like, bashed way too much by, like, internet folk. They, they just be, they talk crazy on him all the time. They compare him to Drake. They compare him to Kendrick. Mostly Kendrick. But I feel like he's very underrated. Um, I've been say, I've been saying this for a while, and you can check my fucking tweets. Like, you can go back. I, I want to work with this dude. But um, he legit, his flow has gotten better over time. He He's like, he's like a a bottle of like aged wine. Like he just keeps getting better and better over time. Like his verse on London was, Oh my God, that, that shit was fucking fantastic. I, I legit replayed that song. I don't know, like about 10, 15 times. Like it, it was so good. 
And that that's not even like he came out with Revenge of the Dreamers three, which I think is a pretty good like, you know, like it's a very massive album. Um, he, even the deluxe one is massive. And I think we wouldn't have any of Revenge of the Dreamers three, two or one if it weren't for j cole getting signed by you know jay-z which is like dude i think he's very underrated people don't know what the fuck he's on like and and i'm gonna do this like like that one guy who got caught on tape who uh who was like y'all talk sweet on chief keef blah 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 you don't know you don't know him he's been on uh parole since i don't know blah 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 don't speak on chief keef bro that's me on j cole man like (laughs) J. Cole, like hands down, he's he's one of, he's a top tier rapper. I I can't I can't say like there's not enough words to give him his accolades, man. He that he's like one of the best. Well, I agree. I think he's been on the decline for a while now. I think he peaked at twenty fourteen Forest Hills Drive, and since then, for some reason he doesn't know what rhythm is anymore. Like now he just raps to speak instead of rapping to make a rhythmful song. I highly disagree, but we can agree to disagree on that because I'm a J. Cole fan. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to convince you that he's great. I mean No I, I, I know he's great and the problem is is I feel like he hasn't recaptured the greatness because Power Trip is the most like soulful and like head bobbing album mm. he's ever made. Twenty fourteen Forest Hills Drives does both the head bobbing and the preaching. And I feel like since then he's only done preaching and there's been no head bobbing. Um there are some songs on uh, "For Your Eyes Only" that are bops, but mostly it's kind of like it, it's he does a little bit of preaching, but I think it's very, very like insightful and like ahead of its time. If you think about KOD, right, which is some people will say that's one of his worst albums. I think he was very insightful and bit like uh, very ahead of his time. He literally called out Lil Pump. Smoke perp, and I there was a rumor at the time that it was, he was talking about XXX Tentacion um, on the song 1985. I Dude, thought it was only pump. No, it, I I heard somewhere on Twitter that it was it was like specifically talking about X Pump Smoke perp Ski Mask and like all the all the like new rappers. Right? He he wasn't direct on who it was, but he did cool. have to bring up. The attention of Lil Pump because Pump started that shit about fuck J Cole, fuck J Cole, and he yeah. X had just recently died. You're not gonna call out X after he just died. So obviously the next person in line would have been uh, 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 Pump. I, I, I thought it sounded like directly as a Lil Pump diss, especially since Pump had started the fuck J Cole prior to that song coming out, and then they had the whole sit down interview after. Yeah, and that's a funny thing about it too, because um, the rumor was that he was he was targeting Axe, he was targeting Pump, he was targeting Smoke Perp, all these other rappers, SoundCloud rappers that just came out, and the only one that made that prophecy true of 1985 was Smoke Perp. Like Ski Mask, the Slump God has features on Dreamville's Lil, Lil Revenge. Pump is falling off hard as fuck though. He just came out with a song. I don't fuck with him, but he just came out with a song that I think is like it, it's chart topping. Like it, it's it, good, it but it's it not no charts. I haven't I haven't even seen it pop up on Apple Music new music drop. He he's heavy on TikTok. Um, he he has a ma- TikTok. 
<laughs> he has a he has a following on there, and honestly, I feel like it's kind of like only Miami kids because I don't know. Miami kids are like they're Florida people. <laughs> I can't I can't say enough about that. Florida people are like batshit crazy, and they'll just yeah. like they'll just root for whatever's popular. So honestly, he he has a cult following, and honestly, pump his ass. But this new song is like. It's kind of bringing him up again. Have you heard D Rose? <laughs> oh man, and I, I feel bad for Smoke Perp, even though I don't like him either. But I feel bad because he he had one album that was pretty solid, but it only sold five k. It, it might have been his last one, but I had like listened to it and I was like, this isn't bad. But you know what? I I just think it it comes back to to that gimmick shit if you know he they were all running on gimmicks back in like 2016 2017 also it's takashi yeah I, we don't speak on him because he's ass and honestly he anything that can get him attention he'll just run with it and i i don't i don't even think he does it for the love of music he just does it because it gets him paid you know no, no he loves attention like if you watch that takashi documentary which was a pretty good watch on hulu uh like he's been obsessed with attention and clout like since he was like a teenager. Yeah, no. Nah, so that's all that. he wants is he just wants his name in the headline, which luckily this podcast isn't gonna give him enough clout. <laughs> nah, I'm not even <laughs> so gonna we, speak we, on we it. can bring it up a little bit. <laughs> nah, but yeah, J. Cole is very underrated. And I think his 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 three recent albums are pretty fucking good. Like um every every matter of fact, every fucking album is really good. The only one that I will say is kind of like, kind of like underwhelming was KOD. But even then, he has some bops on that. His best, his best. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but like, his worst work is still better than anybody else's best work. If that makes sense. The problem is in my head is I create expectations. When you drop a classic like 2014 Forest Hills Drive, and then don't bring anything close to that on your next few albums like i consider him like on his decline you know what 2014 forest hills drive was legit probably one of the three or four best albums of the 2010s not not to like not to like knock that opinion down but it kind of sounds like tyler's old fans the ones that are like no your best work is goblin your best work is wolf and and like they they keep referencing back to him and he keeps getting pissed because he's like you want shit that sounds like that now when you could go back to the same old shit that, that I dropped back then. Like I said, the, well, my main problem is is he hasn't worked on uh, chorus on songs in forever. Everything is just rap, 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 rap. And he's turned into an old head rapper, which he is an old head. So it is what it is. But I miss like melodies. I miss fucking choruses. <laughs> like Jake Cole used to make baby making music at one point. And True. If, if anyone puts on fucking J. Cole in the club now, everybody's gonna pull out their notebooks and start jotting notes. Dude, honestly, he could pull out um a hundred mil, uh one hundred mil and still on the drive. But that 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 song goes along with uh I, I went to his concert, man. That like it was nowhere near boring or preachy or anything. It was like all like it just like wait, wait, which concert did you go to? Just the recent one where he dropped okay. his new album, and I, honestly, I, I had a lot of faith in that this album was gonna be good. I had no expectations going in. I just thought it was gonna be like, I just thought it was gonna be a lot of like 
what do you call it? Kind of for your eyes only. If you heard that album, uh, yeah. it's a lot of like it's a lot of stories about you know people getting killed, <coughs> um, stories about making change, stories about you know bettering yourself, and like it, it's a very well like done album. I thought it was gonna be like that, and he completely like like he he gave some he gave he out. I don't even know what to call it. He he over over promised. I I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say like he outdid what you or overshot your expectations. There we go. Yeah, I, I don't know what I was trying to like say, but yeah, he he overshot my expectations. Like I was like, oh, he's probably gonna give us like you know mid bars, mid shit. But that album has a lot of replay value in my opinion, and it, it might it might not be the same. Like, it might not, you know, correspond with your opinion or for that anybody else's opinion, but we all got our favorites, and I, I think he's this recent album is one of his best. One one of my problems with it is I loved it when it came out, and then it lost replay value. And to this day, I can't tell you one fucking chorus on that song. I I, I can't like recite like going. I. I I don't really focus on choruses. I'm not sure if you listen to my music. I don't like. I hate repetitiveness, but it, it's necessary sometimes to make a catchy song. And like, well, like the the format of a song is like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and like the chorus is supposed to be something that stands out to you. So if you're just rapping the whole time, it doesn't stick out to anything to right, to, right. to me. Hmm. And especially when Cole's kind of doing the same flows over and over again. And if if it's not, then it's choppy. That's why I missed like early Cole because early Cole was all over the place like in yeah, the moment was. like like his flow on in the morning is fucking phenomenal and it's head bopping music like it's something you can put on in the club but if you sit there and fucking read the lyrics it's still going and that's that's why I think Kendrick's fucking phenomenal because he'll make you bob your head while fucking making you think mm. and Cole will still make you think but you're not bobbing your head anymore mm-hmm. well it's agree to disagree, though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very much, <laughs> it's very much agree to disagree. Because I could go on and on about it, but you know, wow, right. yeah, we, we we got a list of of things, and we <laughs> ten minute ran on the first one. <laughs> All right, over or underrated, tickle bitties. Uh, underrated. Uh, underrated. Yeah, yeah. Why are they underrated? Tickle bitties. Tickle bitties. Cause I feel like everybody likes like little perky tits or like, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> I don't think there's a bleeper on titties. We've said way worse on here. You tits. said Adolf Dribbler. I mean, I said no. Wait, you said Adolfo Hitler. Adolfo Hitler. <laughs> uh, no, I, I would have gone with Young Hentai, <laughs> but that's already taken. But you can say perky titties, but. Go on. Okay. Um, I feel like everybody's into like small tits, perky tits, gibby tits, uh, <laughs> or like they're into like you know well-rounded tits. And over time, like I've gone to like just take old bitties are just take old bitties are just better. And like you know, I watched Euphoria, <laughs> dude. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like those. Th- those are perfect. But that's the thing. Like you won't, you won't find a woman who has perfect 
breasts like that. Like, they'll either be fixed or she'll actually be hot and way out of your league. And, like, I just think I got to I gotta either work my way up or, you know, just get what I can get. And right now, tickle biddies are, are the move. Because, <laughs> uh, listen, man, no discrimination. I, I like all types of titties. Like, I like all them titties. I, I like all of them. No discrimination. Except Lord Booty Eater. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Except what? Except Lord Booty Eaters. Oh, no, no, no. 